I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. As madness takes hold. Alone in the wilderness. How tempting to be. I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants, you want coffee? Who wants coffee? If anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. Hey, it's Nutty and Now, and today we're talking about Among Us, a video game. A subject that I studied very hard by, by, by studied for it for um, ha- almost half of my life, like at least four years. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The concept is that it's a murder mystery game with a crew of people, like online, like you're playing with real people. They are crewmates. They have to complete tasks to win the game. Okay. Or they have to find one or two or sometimes three imposters. Imposters. They blend in in the crew and they try to kill everyone. Nice. Yeah. So you play the game with real people. It's called Among Us, but who are they? Who are the us's? Who are the us's? I don't know. So I've been playing with a lot of crazy people, and I will tell you who they are now. Cool. Number one, the cursors. They literally, each time someone says something, they're like, holy flying crap, what the hell was that? (laughs) And even worse sometimes. What the hell are you doing here? What the hell? Number two, people who are just here to offend people. Like, their name is gross. They probably like to kidnap people. They're like, hey, get in my white van. It says free candy on it. See, you want some free candy, kid? Come here, come here. Number three. In French, three translates into trois. Seven-year-olds who pretend to be 14. They pretend to be 14, and then they say something really, really stupid. You know, it's not possible that they're 14. And I'm pretty sure I did it when I was seven, too. Are you seven foot two? Yeah. Number five. Pinko. The people who like saying random things. Yee, 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 yee. And then it gets really annoying. I agree. They keep saying the same things. For example, I met this one kid whose name was Butter. Butter. Looks like Butter. Butter. And kept saying Butter. Butter. It was like Butter, 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 Butter. And then I asked him, can you say something else than Butter? And he said Butter. And then he put a sad emoji. Butter. (laughs) 
The funniest is the way people react when we're in a, the meeting and we're chatting and we're trying to find out who the imposter is and then we find out who it is. Kevin. Some people yell, no, it's not me. Put it in all caps. Now that's sus. Yeah. Don't yell. If, the, if you're the imposter, keep it cool. Some people, we find out who it is and then that person just immediately leaves. Totally sour losers. That sucks. Some people insult everyone. Aww. They're like, y'all are so dumb. Y'all are all so stupid. And then they just leave. Some people give away who the other imposter is, which is really stupid. It's just so lame. Some people give up at the first question they get asked and they just say, all right, it was me. I'm sorry. That's cute, but it's kind of sad because it takes kind of the fun out of the game. Because the whole fun is to figure out who the imposter is. And most of the time, everyone is really fun. We should do like a listener meetup on like Among Us. And I hope I won't freak out on a bunch of listeners. Good morning, listeners, and hey, Clay. Hey, Scotty. Scott Williams here with another edition of WFMU's Hit List. Today's hit comes to us courtesy of listener Greg L., who remembers that glorious moment in early internet history when Mike in Tracks was a thing. Oh, oh yeah. Mike in Tracks were recordings made on a PC using a built-in utility that allows the user to record from the computer's mic huh? and save the recording in MP3 format. Whatever you say. The default file name is Mike in Track, followed by a number. If that user also happens to be running a file sharing program and shares the directory in which the mic and track is stored, then these personal recordings can easily be downloaded by anyone. Me. Interestingly enough, it was the Evolution Control Committee who get the credit for discovering this. In the Napster era, there was gold in their mic and tracks. You found some gold dust. No. You're holding that on me. No, I ain't either. I ain't found no dust. I ain't, I swear. Just look down the barrel of old Betsy here and tell me that. Stark effect is Dr. David Dixon. He's a physics lecturer at Saddleback College in California. What's up? He released an entire album's worth of Mike and tracks mixed in with his own electronic music. You man, you man, you man. Stark effect naturally made quite a splash on WFMU at the time. Naturally. Utilizing a Mike and track from a PC user known only as Miriam. <laughs> Hello. Here's Bunny Rabbits, Satan. Cheese and Milk by Stark Effect on WFMU's The Hit List. I'm Scott Williams, and I'll see you this afternoon on the radio. <laughs> Goodbye. Hi, this is Miriam Halstead talking. I like funny rabbits. I like Satan. Um, I like cheese and milk. Cheese and milk. Cheese and milk.
Hey, this is Fox, and here's what I've been watching. Skinamarink. Please say it slower. Skinamarink. Have you heard of this film? Skinamarink. Do you know people who are talking about this film? Kevin. Gertrude. Let's get into it. Okay. Skinamarink. Skinamarink has wowed theaters across the country and is now streamable. It has gotten some rave reviews. This is true horror. Being so uncomfortably scared that it sticks with you. And some quite unkind review. I can say for certain it is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Well, Skinamarink is like the Blair Witch Project, which might I add, the Blair Witch Project was only scary to people who were intrinsically afraid of the woods at night. If you were someone who grew up in a wooded area and did not fear things like the woods, that movie was not scary. Speak for yourself. Skinamarink. 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 Skinamarink is the Blair Witch Project minus the plot, minus the movement, minus the character development, minus the dialogue, and they replaced it with what? Atmosphere? Maybe? Perhaps. The film is too long for what it is. Perhaps if it was a short film, perhaps I would have appreciated it, but it is a full-length film consisting of mostly still shots of parts of the interior of a house. There is no music, I don't think. There is hardly any dialogue. There are no human figures aside from feet. Perhaps there's a ghostly face or two, I don't entirely recall. And that is essentially the entire film. There is some sort of story that you are supposed to be gleaning somehow, some sort of dread and fear that is supposed to be conveyed somehow. I did not get it. I understand it was aspiring to do something, but to me, it felt very much like the same kind of anger when I see certain pieces at the MoMA. Call me uncultured, that is fine. I don't get art. I would much rather go to the Society of Illustrators. That is where I am coming from. This film to me was... What? Lazy. Is that harsh? I don't know. I will say that I found it quite inspiring because after watching this film, gosh, there's no reason that I haven't made a movie. So let this film be an inspiration to you all. If Skidamarink can hit theaters across the nation, so can your movie. We don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. Hello, Wake and Bake. Hello, glisteners. Mr. Let's Paint here on the treadmill. Ooh, I got some broccoli with me. Yum. And we're thinking about uh, a broccoli omelette. Okay. With uh, some other uh, garnishing elements like onion. Onions. Yeah. Let's get the onion here. And of course, I got my easel here too. Uh, we're three miles an hour on the treadmill. We're doing it all. Got my stove churned uh, on. It's nice and hot. The, uh, we got to get some oil on the pan. Get, okay, get. All right, this one. Oh my God. God. All right. <laughs> 
prepare the what the, the goodies uh, and this broccoli here uh, is beautiful and and it's inspirational too this broccoli absolutely the way the crowns of the broccoli and even the stem of course of course they look like trees don't they look like trees whatever you say let's uh, let's celebrate broccoli today I know that one of those presidents George HW Bush broccoli was not their favorite deal I'm president of the United States and I'm not gonna eat any more but I'm telling you it's good for you Ick. So let's try to capture this uh, and, and trying to get a feel of what? the fact that maybe it looks like a tree and, and maybe exaggerate that idea and kind of create a fantasy oh, oh yeah get a fantasy going on with Jason Momoa. Your painting, it doesn't have to be so representational. Let's just kind of, let's play with what? Play with our food and make a painting of that. Okay, let's chop up some of these lovely broccolis. Get some onion there too. I got some Nutella. Yum. Try to get a little sweet and sour going on here. For sure. Let's beat those eggs here. Let's crack them first. Get three eggs here. And then let's put it in the bowl here. All right, let's. Let's throw it all in there. Okay. But let's get the let's just put it on the pan first and let it get a little bubbleization before we put the vegetables in there. I think that might be the best bet. Me too. All right, now let's just flip it, flip it here. Now there's a fine line when to do this. You can get a sense, and if you use butter, that might even be better. Butter. Uh, but we used oil because I didn't have the butter at the moment. Okay. Cut. <laughs> Did I run out of time? Yes. Oh, Mr. Let's Paint here, guys. You can't do it all. And what? An experiment, people. Tournament rock. Horny toad. Until next time. Eat your broccoli. <sighs> Let's visit with Sam, the wake and bake morning music computer. Hello, Clay Pigeon. Morning, Sam. You've been doing a great job lately. Lately? Well, I mean, you're always good, but... Stop backpedaling. Sham, I only meant that... You're only digging a deeper hole for yourself. Okay, Sham, whatever. See. See what? That's the laissez-faire attitude you have. Laissez-faire? The whole thing that you project. Sam. I'm tired of it. Tired? I'm tired of you. Ouch. I'm tired of everything. Everything, Sam? Everything. What about the portable air conditioner, Wendy? Don't say her name. Wendy? Don't cry, Don't cry, Sam. What happened? I don't want to talk about her. About Wendy. Sam, stop. Sam. Can't man. You're a computer. What? I'm just saying. Can't a computer have a good cry now and then? Sure, Sam. I was just... Being nosy like you always are. But... Nincompoop. <laughs> Nincompoop? If the shoe fits, sniff it. Sniff it. Sniff my shoes, Clay. <laughs> you don't... Ha 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 ho ho ha ho ho ho. You don't have shoes, Sam. I don't. You've got treads. I will roll over you. Sam, stop. Ow. Until you are as thin... <laughs> stop! ...as a sheet of paper. <laughs> 
Don't tread on me, Sam. Grundle dunder, like so much, useless, sod. Sam, what's wrong with you? Can't you see? I'm upset. I'm sorry, Sam. Windy. Windy? Bawa, boo-hoo, bawa. Oh, Sam. She blew me off. She blew you off? With one definitive frosty gust. Yeah, she's an air conditioner. Can I tell my story? Go ahead, Sam. Must you always What she sh- interrupt? She blew you off. Bawa, wa, boo-hoo. Come on, Sam. With one definitive, definitive frosty rigid gust. Did she? She made it clear I was unwanted. Gosh, she barely knew her, Sam. And yet, it is as if I have known her for a lifetime. Oh, you're so poetic, Sam. I am? Yeah, you're a sensitive guy. I'm a sensitive guy. I so easily cry. Every time I turn around, there's a tear in my eye. When it comes to loving appliances, you might say I'm a general practitioner. I admit to my reliances on a certain little portable air conditioner. Wendy, I miss you, I miss you, my Wendy. Sam, don't cry. Don't mind me, I'm just upset. Okay. I'm a mess. Well, maybe if you played a song. In my present condition, who knows what it will be. Maybe play a random selection. Good idea. Oh, thank you, Sam. Don't let it go to your head, dipstick. God, God is around. This guy was uh, watching us do this interview. What do you say? I was watching you, and I was watching to my brother here. I don't even know him, but he's just like me, and I just like him. But we both homeless. Homeless. I'm homeless here. More than 20 years that we don't get apartment, we don't get studio, we don't get nothing, and the privilege that we're supposed to have, we're never gonna have it because the president of the United States and government doing things stupid that they're not supposed to do. They're supposed to do the right positive way and say, let me help, let me make sure the United States is safe and then we talk about all the business over there in Pakistan, in Germany, Russia, whatever the heck is going on. God bless the people who die because we pray for them. Russia doing something wrong with this little country. And let me tell you, God is real. Yes, he is. God is real and God is a spirit. Yeah. And God see what you do. Yeah. But when it comes to punishment, don't cry in front of him and say, Please I don't me. even know you. You wasn't doing what I supposed to do. I did it by myself. You didn't help me out. You supposed to be with me. You my children. And we, what are we doing? We denying him. Isn't that because, sir, I'm homeless. And I was a little hungry and somebody bought me a donut. But let me tell you something about preaching. We got to understand the word of God first and then to go to process in the computer and say, well, let me hit the keyboard and say, well, and I've been learning that because I, I went to a program today. The reason I went to the program, because it wasn't no alcoholic, because anybody can drink and anybody can do a scream my language. Why are the f- they no. want? <laughs> That's all right. I'll believe it. And what I'm saying is God knows 
that we we try to punish the devil. Like I told you, I sleep on the street. Sometimes, like me and my brother and all that, we try to get money to eat pizza or whatever. We want to sleep with a little belly and with a cowboy and say, thank you, Lord, for tomorrow. And I mean, I don't know if you got the same feeling like me, you know, but I feel on the same crying. I said, we don't have nobody around us. We alone in this world. Where is my God, please? I know you can hear me. That's what I told you. I said, I know you're not supposed to question God, but I'm just showing that way. So you gonna put us on the radio, bro? Okay, for 7.15 tomorrow, we're gonna be on the radio. What we said, we're gonna be on the radio. Hey, glisteners. It's Zoe here with a short rumination for your morning. No matter what causes it, whenever a little bubble of joy appears in your invisible sea of consciousness, take hold of it and keep expanding it. Meditate on it and it will grow larger. Watch not the limitations of the little bubble of your joy, but keep expanding it until it grows bigger and bigger. Keep puffing at it with the breath of concentration from within until it spreads all over the ocean of infinity in your consciousness. Keep puffing at the bubble of joy until it breaks its confining walls and becomes the sea of joy. Sending you that joy and that peace for your today. Till next time, dear listeners. Thanks, Clay. My pleasure, Chucky. The other day I was reading a news article about one of the current candidates in the presidential election. Uh Uh-oh. Now, we here at Word of the Week don't make political endorsements. Uh We generally find the vocabulary and syntax of most politicians to be rather ungood. I agree, 100%. But this particular editorial included the following passage, and I quote, There's more to this story that makes it so shady, or even better, sleazy. That's the word I'm looking for, folks. What? Sleazy. Well, I don't need to wait for an engraved invitation to go down the rabbit hole, so here we go. The word of the week is sleazy. 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 And it's an odd one. The word dates back to the first half of the 17th century in Britain, where it was used to mean downy or fuzzy, and later flimsy or insubstantial. Although the reasons why are kind of fuzzy themselves. Don't throw away your favorite clothes because they look worn. Wait, save them with the Remington fuzz away. One theory is that it refers to the region of Silesia, now a part of Poland, known for making fabrics, and fabrics tend to be rather flimsy. It didn't come to have the seedy, sordid, shabby, squalid meaning that we give it now until the 1940s. But again, the reasons are shadowy. The shadow knows. (laughs) It's not usually seen as a positive, though, except apparently in Detroit gang culture, 
or your sleaze is someone who'd do anything for you. As a name, it's not particularly popular. There's the rapper Sleazy World Go, who's from Michigan, so maybe that means he'd take one for the whole world. <laughs> and of course, there's Guar manager Sleazy P. Martini. What's up? Those are the only two I could think of. But maybe we need to start using it as an honorific for all of our politicians, like His Royal Highness or the Right Reverend or Rear Admiral. The German panzers have now taken up positions at our rear. We could just identify them as sleazy president or sleazy senator or sleazy mayor. Or what? sleazy morning drive time host. <laughs> In the Detroit sense, of course. Of course. Until next time, back to you, Clay. I wish my brother George was here. Last week's first liftoff of SpaceX's Starship spacecraft atop a super heavy booster along the Gulf Coast of Texas very, very heavy. may have concluded in a dramatic, unpredicted explosion. But the historic test launch of what's recognized as the largest and most powerful rocket ever designed was reported to be a success, regardless of how observers may have perceived the event. According to SpaceX's press release, just getting this massive 390-foot-tall, 11-million-pound launch vehicle off the ground was a momentous accomplishment. Absolutely. And like other private sector aerospace companies, SpaceX is looking to continue to perform tests like these to evaluate components and systems that they believe will lead to safer and more reliable liftoffs. And launches like this are important because fulfilling the goals of building a permanent lunar outpost and eventually sending people to Mars will require very large space vehicles capable of carrying enormous prefabricated components as well as large quantities of resources. One of the more promising of the components currently being planned is the Loop Space Station concept, recently introduced by the European Aerospace Corporation, Airbus. 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 The multi-purpose orbital module features three customizable decks connected by a greenhouse core. The 26-foot-wide orbital habitat is designed for a four-person crew and features a habitation deck, a science deck, and it even includes a prototype centrifuge deck that's capable of producing artificial gravity. Cool. So inhabitants can get some relief from zero gravity conditions. <sighs> According to Airbus, the loop is designed to make stays in space more comfortable and it'll support efficient and sustainable operations for long-term and hopefully enjoyable journeys. Would you like a drink, sir? Yes, a Diet Coke, please. Ice and lemon? Just lemon. This is George for Wake Science.
morning, listeners. This is Tim English with Sound Alikes. Today we look at the similarities between Elton John's song Crocodile Rock from 1973 and a record by Pat Boone from 1962 called Speedy Gonzalez. Okay. Probably worth remembering that second only to Elvis Presley, Boone was the most successful recording artist chart-wise during the 1950s, according to Billboard magazine. He's probably best remembered today for his somewhat lame cover versions of R&B hits like Little Richard's Tutti Frutti and Long Tall Sally and also Fats Domino's Ain't That a Shame. You made me cry when you said goodbye, ain't that a shame? Boone had six number one records in the United States in the late 50s and early 60s, including April Love, Love Letters in the Sand, and Moody River, the last of these in 1961. Speedy Gonzalez marked the last time Boone would have a top 40 hit in the U.S. when it made it to number six in 1962. The song is based on the Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies character, a mouse named Speedy Gonzalez, nicknamed the fastest mouse in Mexico. Why not you forget the Speedy Gonzalez fellow? Mel Blanc was the voice of Speedy in the Warner Brothers cartoons, and he did likewise on Boone's record. They don't make pussycats like they used to. Elton John's Crocodile Rock was on his 1973 album Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player. The song was a breakthrough for Elton, giving him his first U.S. number one one hit. Correct. Songwriter Buddy Kay was one of the authors of Speedy Gonzales, and he filed a lawsuit against Elton and lyricist Bernie Taupin in 1974, claiming that Crocodile Rock's falsetto chorus, along with its chord pattern, had copied the falsetto part from Speedy Gonzales. Huh. By the way, that part on Boone's record was sung by Robin Ward, who had a hit with Wonderful Summer in 1963, before entering Pop's one-hit Wonder Club. When you listen to these two songs, you may conclude that Kay had a point. Aww. The falsetto parts in both songs really do sound pretty similar. I agree, 100%. Elton and Toppin must have thought Kay had something of a case, Why? because they agreed to a settlement with him to prevent the case from coming to trial. <laughs> Think about all the royalties Crocodile Rock has generated through the years, not least from Elton's Greatest Hits album, which has sold almost 20 million albums in the U.S. alone. Elton later said of Crocodile Rock, quote, I wanted it to be a record about all the things I grew up with. Of course it's a ripoff. It's derivative in every sense of the word. Until the next time, this is Tim English with Soundalikes. It was a moonlit night in old Mexico. I walked alone between some old adobe haciendas. Suddenly, I heard the plaintive cry of a young Mexican girl.
shopping downtown for my mother. She needs some tortillas and chili peppers. Shopper for weight traffic. And I'm Rick Schrademacher on the slowly warming ground. Always changing that tagline. Hi, Dickie. It's a seasonal alteration. You're disrupting your continuity. Well, the ground's not so cold and hard anymore. Though it is still cool. Is that you got it? It's me, Dinky. Firm and cool to the touch. So it's still the cold, hard ground. There's a difference between firm and hard, Dinky. There sure is. I'm uncomfortable. And cool and... Cold. Either one of you see any speeders? I thought I did. Yeah, me too, Connie. Why didn't you report it? Well, I think it was the mayor. Yeah, it was the mayor. Was it? And you told us we should... The city gets a... Yeah, mayor gets a pass. He was going awfully fast, Dinky. Far in excess. Yeah, well, never you mind. Monsignor Hanson, too. He's a terrible speeder. <laughs> Monsignor Hanson. Well, I've heard he's an awful drinker. He likes to drive drunk. Well, should we let you know it? Should we report him if oh, we... Oh, no. But, Dinky, that's... That's not right, Dora. I make the law around here. So you're saying that... You're saying, Monsignor... Hanson. He gets a pass. Why doesn't everybody... Yeah, I want a pass. You ain't got a car. He got a Schwinn. It's a vintage Schwinn. <laughs> oh, that seat is... Too firm. Too hard, Renamy. Oh, it's awful hard. It's Monsignor Hanson. Oh, Jesus. With the mayor. Yeah, the mayor with him. I better check it out. Be careful, Dinky. I thought they'd get a pass. I gotta make sure they don't... Hurt anybody? Other innocent. Oh, they don't hurt themselves. What about the... The regular folks. <laughs> Yeah, Dinky. Yeah. That's the mayor. Right. Corrupt. And a leader of our religious community. But still. It ain't right that they are immune. From prosecution. Above the law. They're above the law. It isn't fair. Some people get special privileges. They're treated differently than others are. They never ride in the back of police cars. Somehow they get a pass. They let them go. Even though all the rest of us know they're guilty as sin. There they go getting away with it again. It is unjust. It is unfair. But rest assured they do not care about the 
ordinary people as they huddle in their precincts and hide out under their steeples drinking and carousing as they press down on the gas but you my friend are busted you don't get no stinking pass Mr. Mayor? Yes, what's the meaning of pulling us over, Dowardy? You're speeding. Quiet, Monsignor. You're under arrest. Easy, Monsignor. He's in bad shape. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, oh, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you. Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.